For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. On today's show, we're going to explore Twitter professional profiles, updates to Twitter spaces, new Twitter stats, and a lot more with Madeline Sklar. If you want to understand how to benefit from these Twitter changes, then be sure to stick around. We believe that with smart marketing, you can compete with the largest players in your industry. I'm Michael Stelzner. This is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. If you want to go deeper, be sure to check out the Social Media Marketing Society. We have a special one-week trial offer for only a dollar. You can try out the society, see what it's all about, see why so many thousands of marketers love the Social Media Marketing Society. Simply visit socialmediasociety.info. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show, Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. And now for this week's expert guest. Madeline is a Twitter marketing expert, coach, and consultant. She's also hosted the Twitter Smarter Podcast and the Twitter Smarter Twitter Chat on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and a regular on this show. Welcome back, Madeline. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me back. So there's been a lot of news going on with Twitter. They just announced recently their quarterly results. I want to go through some of these statistics. First of all, they have now, let's see here, 199 million daily active users, up from 166 million the prior quarter. And in the US, it's gone up to 38 million from 33 million. So first of all, That's awesome growth. We don't even need to comment on that at all. But there were some really cool things, little nuggets that were hidden inside the uh, annual meeting. But before we go there, another thing is their ad revenue grew 32%. That's kind of surprising. I mean, I don't really know a lot of marketers that are using Twitter ads, but they brought in more than a billion dollars from their Twitter ads. Now, this is because they've moved everybody to using the Twitter app itself, right? Do you believe that's what's going on? The whole world has moved to the Twitter app and they're inserting ads in there a lot more? I think so, Mike. I I think a lot of these ads are from the big players, like big, huge corporations and brands. So I think that's how they're generating so much revenue because I don't know a lot of marketers that are using Twitter ads. I actually don't use them that much myself. It just seems to be something that the bigger brands have really latched onto because it works well for them. Okay. So the first thing is this topics of interest, like Tell us what the heck this thing is. Give us some of the stats on this. What is this exactly? Because I have no idea what this is. 
Yeah, Topics is a feature Twitter came out with probably about a year ago, maybe a year and a half. It's, it's actually been out for a while. And it's a way to find more relevant content that matters to you when you're in the Twitter feed, when you're just scrolling through. And they started initially with just several hundred and they kept adding and adding to it. And they're now at 7,000 topics of interest. And this is available in nine languages. So they've done so much more. They've really expanded it. When it first started, Mike, there, there wasn't a whole, I mean, it was very generic. Like if you're an animal lover. There was one for dog. There was one for cats. You know, so maybe you see more tweets with dogs in them and think, you know, sports teams. How does this work exactly? Because for those of us that have been around for a long time and maybe aren't paying attention, like how do we even find these topics of interest and follow them? Or Great whatever? question. Yeah, there's several ways. Now, when you're on desktop or you're on your mobile app, you'll see when you go to the navigation on the left side, there's a place in there for topics and you can go into the topic section and really deep dive. It'll show you what topics you already have if you've already signed up for some, but you can then look through and see just thousands of these topics and drill down to the ones that interest you the most. Like I recently started investing in some cryptocurrency. So instead of them just having very little in the topics for that, like maybe just very like cryptocurrency would, would have been an early one. Now they haven't broken down into everything, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all that stuff, right? Yes. And and even more than like some I've never even heard of, but I'm these days interested in Bitcoin, Ethereum and Dogecoin. And I can now get more tweets in my feed because I signed up for those topics and there's just so much out there. So I definitely recommend for everybody to check out this feature because so much has been added in there is, is to help make your feed even better and more customized to your likes. Do you see Twitter when they onboard new people, it's more about following topics of interest than it is about following people. Has that kind of, do you see a shift happening here? I think it's still like really, it's going to be both, you know, they are definitely pushing out this topics of interest, but yeah, they still want to give suggestions on who to follow when you're new. So I think this is just an add on to that. Also, what's really interesting when you're on desktop and you're scrolling through when you're on your Twitter profile, not too far down, you'll see suggested topics. They started doing that more recently and it's a great way to kind of get you in the habit of adding a few of these so you can start getting a much better news feed. Now they've got this thing called curated categories. What the heck is that? Is that different than topics? Help us understand that. Yeah, that's for advertisers. So with advertisers, they're able to have a pre-roll ad on top of another advertiser's video. And, and we're talking like the big advertisers. So if you're wanting to you know, place an ad in front of a big one, this is an interesting new way they're doing this. So definitely something to check out. I think going to be a game changer for a lot of ad. And this could be a great way to get your feet wet in advertising on Twitter as well. Right. Twitter professional profiles. Okay, what in the world is this? Why do they matter? Talk to us about this. This is pretty exciting for marketers and brands, Mike, because what they want to do, they're just testing right now, and they're just testing with a small group of U.S. businesses. But basically, you would have the ability to set up your profile as a brand or as a business and have an about section on there. And in this about section, you'll be able to have your address, your phone numbers, your hours of operation. So it'll be easily accessible right at the top of the profile. So I think this will be great for brands to have on there. Is it like Instagram business account kind of thing, you know? It really is. When I've seen screenshots of what 
they're proposing for this because it's not out there yet, but, but just seeing what they're proposing. Yes. It reminds me a lot of Instagram business accounts. So what I'm hearing you say is it's going to like right now we just have our bio and one link, right? So, so this, you think it's going to add like a phone number kind of field or a contact us kind of a thing. Exactly. It's going to be that exactly. You'll be able to have contact information in there, your hours of operation, just more information to make it easier for people to really view this profile as a business and, and not have to go. Because how else would you get that kind of information? You'd have to click on the web address on that profile to then go and get more contact information and know what their hours are and things like that. So yeah, I think this is a, a great idea from Twitter. So I'm looking forward to them launching this. Do you think they're going to offer special additional features that only will be available to professional profiles? Do you think that's going to come? I have a feeling they will. I think so, Mike. I think this is going to be the start of really offering more specifically for brands. We're already hearing about these new features they plan to roll out soon where, like, for instance, this new Twitter Blue is is yes. not a whole lot of information out yet, but apparently they're looking at offering for $2.99 a month the ability to have more features on your Twitter account. Yeah. And I don't know yet if this is going to be just for business accounts. They haven't really said much about it yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes more of a business profile type of thing. Okay. So Twitter spaces, there's been a lot of changes. Let's just kind of go through, uh, just for those that don't know, Twitter spaces is their answer to clubhouse for lack of better words, right? It's a place where you can go online and with your Twitter following, uh, do an, uh, social audio. So they've added a whole bunch of new capabilities. If you want to go ahead and just start going through what's changed, I think it'd be awesome. Sure. There's several brand new changes since the last time you had me on here. One of them is a new scheduling feature. They just launched this last week, which has been so helpful for people like myself that are hosting rooms regularly and we want to be able to promote it. You know, as a marketer, we want to promote. And prior to this uh, change, we you could promote it, but there's no you can't share a URL. You have to make sure that once you go live in spaces that you very quickly go tweet out because that was yeah. before that was when you got the link. So how does it and work it then if you schedule a tweet? Like like does it does it show up in your profile as some sort of weird thing so people know where to go? I mean, how how does that work? How, rap, well, help describe so the that. way this works is when you normally go into host a room, you know, you go to compose a tweet, you long press it, and then you'll see the little spaces icon. Right. And so you can go in there and go ahead and put all your information in and, and then you'll see the schedule button and then you can go ahead and pick a day and time. Right now, it only lets you pick, you can't do reoccurring yet and you can just pick one day and time and you cannot do multiple rooms. You have to just wait till that room is done and it's passed and then you can do your next room and schedule it. Does it put a tweet out there though that turns into the live thing? You can you, you have to do that manually, but once you set up the schedule, then you, you can get the URL, which as a marketer, I mean, I'm copying that. And then now I'm pushing that out everywhere, but right then and there, you can go ahead and tweet it. And prior to this adjustment, when you did something like this and you shared for your live room on desktop, you couldn't see it because they were not geared towards desktop. And that's another new feature I'm going to talk about in a moment here. But they've actually made this look so much more appealing because we have to remember this has been in beta for quite some time and technically it is still in beta. So it's not perfect. They're still rolling out lots of changes. I anticipate more changes to the scheduling feature So because a lot of us have been saying, hey, we need to have reoccurring. I'm hosting three weekly rooms. 
And they're always at the same day and time, week after week. I want to just put it in one time and just let it run. So that's going to be coming soon. But in addition to the scheduling feature, another brand new, and that's this week, is desktop. They have finally made spaces available on desktop. And so because of that, when you are promoting the URL for your scheduled room and spaces, it looks fantastic. And that was one of my biggest concerns. Oh, does it look totally different on the desktop or is it just bigger? Yeah, because it has not had not been available. It was, you know, iPhone, iOS or Android only. And, you know, Android has been fairly new as well. Right. I mean, there's so many new things, Mike. Not only that, if you have 600 followers or more on Twitter, you can now host your own rooms on Spaces. Right. So a lot has happened very quickly, but I'm really most excited about this desktop feature because as a marketer, as a business, you know, you want people to see this and have it look appealing. And I'm on desktop a lot. And a lot of people I talk to tell me the same thing. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people that are marketers are sitting at a computer all day. Exactly. And Spaces does not look appealing. And as a matter of fact, it's usually just whenever you tweet it out, it's just going to be text with the link. And if you click on the link, it says, sorry, you got to open up your mobile device to see this. But now with this brand new feature where desktop has been added, it just looks so much better, so much more professional. So now that we can have that URL ahead of time by scheduling, this changes the game for us marketers because we can really promote this in such a better way. So it's really exciting news. Well, and this is a great transition to ticketed spaces, right? It makes sense why they would go to desktop because of this new feature they just rolled out called ticketed spaces. Tell us a little bit more about what that is. Yeah, it's coming soon. It's actually not out yet, but this ticketing feature, they've been talking about it for a while. And it sounds really interesting because there's already this new tip jar feature that is out, but it's just a small group of users that are testing it. I'm one of them. The beauty of that is Twitter is not taking a cut. But for the ticketing feature, what Twitter plans to do is take a 20% cut after Apple or Google, depending on which device you're on, takes their cut first. But what about on desktop? Obviously, if you're on desktop, then they probably won't, there won't be an Apple or Google. You know, they haven't addressed that yet. And I'm not so sure yet if we're able, like right now on desktop, because yesterday was the first time I could actually be in a room that yep. was live and desktop and it did not let me you know, have any opportunity to speak. It was really just a listen only mode, uh-huh. but because it's a full screen, I felt like I could see so much more of what was going on. And Mike, the great thing about it is the, the live captioning is done so much better on the desktop because when you're on mobile, there's not a whole lot of room for anything on there. You're really limited with space. I'm with you. I I think this desktop thing is a game changer, especially for podcasters. Think about all the podcasters who have all this equipment sitting at their desk, like you and me. Right. (laughs) And you know, right now we have to like for clubhouse or Twitter, you know, we have to like get a roadcaster pro to be able to kind of get our equipment, you know, wired in, but I'm excited about this. So the ticketed spaces is fascinating because this is a new monetization model, right? So they're going to basically enable anyone who wants to do an event can just use Twitter now instead of some other paid platform, right? But they're taking a massive cut, which is, yeah, I I think a lot of people are going to be like, I'm not so sure about that. That's the part I'm not too excited about. Now, what they're telling us right now, even though it's not out yet, this ticketing feature will run off of Stripe. So I'm always telling people, prepare now. If you don't have a Stripe account, go ahead and get one because if yeah. you want to use this ticketing feature when it comes out, the first thing is you got to have a Stripe account. Yeah. Also, you have to have at least a thousand followers. And they're saying you have to have hosted three rooms in the last 30 days. 
So they're looking for people that, and you have to be 18 or older. So there's a few parameters. They're looking for people that are already into spaces. Yep. It's really going to be for people like me. They're using it regularly. Yeah. We're already building communities on there. And But the thing is, though, is this, this breakdown of the ticket. So they have an example online where they say, okay, if you have a $10 ticket, let's say Apple or Google, they're going to take about 30% of that. So then you got $7 left. Then Twitter's going to take their 20% of the seven. And then what's left over is yours. But when you deduct everything, you don't really end up with that much. So yeah. it's either going to be, you got to have a, a higher ticket price or you're just going to be okay with not getting. Well, I, I'm hopeful they'll eventually allow us to have uh, private spaces and then we can do our own ticket in. I hope so. You know, that way we can sell our own and then we can have an exclusive private space that we don't have to use their platform to get the money. We just use their platform to host the experience, right? That's my hope. Right. Let's talk about Tip Jar just because we've got so much okay. more news to talk about. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned what it is a little bit, but tell us more about Tip Jar. So what they've done with Tip Jar is they're experimenting with a small group, people like myself, they're you know, creators, journalists, uh, different kinds of experts and nonprofits, and they're letting them test it out right now. From what I see is mostly people like myself that have been hosting like beta testing hosting rooms for quite some time. What is it? What is it exactly? It allows people to tip you right off of your profile on the mobile app. So if you go, if anyone here watching, you go or listening, you go to at Madeline Sklar on Twitter and you're on my profile on the mobile app, at the very top, you're going to see this little icon of like a dollar bill. Oh. And that's the tip jar. And that's how you know who has it and who doesn't. You tap on it and it's going to give you options to send me a tip. I love that Twitter is not taking any cut out of this. It's a great way for people to monetize their, you know, whatever. It doesn't have to be specifically for spaces. This is just on your profile. Huh. But hosting rooms and spaces or participating in spaces and sharing lots of great information that helps people, you know, they may be more inclined to tip you. But So this is exactly like what Clubhouse does with their little thing, right? Yes. Uh, and is it Stripe mostly? Is that how it works? You have to set up a... No, here's what's interesting, Mike. So Stripe is not one of them, surprisingly. Huh. It is the Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. Uh -huh. And again, start preparing. If you don't have any of these, I would get all three. And the reason why is you never know which is someone's preference, way, preferred way to, to send money. Right. And you, there are plenty of people that don't like PayPal and they're not going to, if, if that's all yeah. you have and that's what you put when, once you have this available, you will lose out on tips. It's probably a PayPal partnership because they own Venmo. I don't know if they own the cash app, but this sounds like a PayPal partnership. Well, Jack Dorsey is the CEO of, of Square, which is cash app. Oh, there you go. That makes that, a lot of sense. Of so it's cash app and PayPal partnership. Yeah. But also my Patreon is in there as oh, well. Oh, it is. Okay, so if good. you're using Patreon and a lot of podcasters are using it. Oh, nice. A lot of uh, different types of creators. Yeah. I think I find that to be super interesting. And Bandcamp, and that's a, for musicians, is a, a website where bands can sell their music online. Huh. So I think that's really interesting that they're already wanting to help musicians on here with this tip jar. So it's, it's very exciting to see. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for them to roll us out to everyone. I think this will be another game changer for Twitter because now you can monetize through your presence on Twitter. Very cool. Uh, okay, so Twitter has done some content deals uh, with NBC Universal and I guess Billboard or something like that. So what's the deal with that? 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. What they're doing is uh, with NBC Universal is like news and sports, which will be like Olympics will be part of that uh -huh. um, with all this extra content on there. I love this whole thing with Billboard because what I read about this, and this sounds fascinating, is they're going to start a new real-time chart, a new real-time Billboard chart, and they're going to call it the Billboard Hot Trending Powered by Twitter. And what they're going to do is they're going to track music-related trends and songs that are being discussed on Twitter. That's amazing. I'm really excited to, to see how that works out. So these content deals, are these video deals, like in the case of the news and stuff like that, like you were talking about? Are they going to be doing streaming I video? I believe so, because they've done deals like this in the past. And, and you may remember years ago, they, they had a with deal NFL, right? with yeah. NFL. Yeah. They didn't play a lot of games, but they had very specific games. Yeah, Thursday night like football, each week. Yes, yeah, so it was yeah. Thursday night, every Thursday night. And that was super interesting. Now, they have teamed up with Major League Baseball and the National Hockey League. What they're saying is they're going to have real-time highlights, huh. interesting, and live look-ins at games. So I guess they'll just kind of zoom into some, you know, so you can feel like you're there and you're a fly on the wall from time to time, which I think would be interesting. And more, you know, sponsored ad opportunities, right? I mean, they're doing these yes. deals so they can get the ads, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay, Twitter has made a whole bunch of updates to cropping. Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yes, it, this has been a big complaint for a lot of Twitter users for many, many years. And that when you are posting photos into your tweets, it doesn't always crop them properly. And you may have seen, I mean, some people turn these into memes because there's been people that post like maybe more of a vertical photo and it's like a kitchen, but way at the bottom is a little kitten. And that's really what the motivation of this photo is. But the way the algorithm was working with these types of crops you didn't see the part at the bottom. And right. so people were like, wait a minute, like you had to click on the tweet to open it up to see the full photo. Right. And not everybody does that. They're looking through their feed very quickly and they're missing a lot of what's important in photos. But really it was a lot, what they found was a lot of bias in photos. Where the AI system cropped, right? Yeah. Yes, they, yes. It, it's called saliency algorithm that they've been using since 2018 and they just too many complaints. So in 2020, they took a look at this, they did some surveys and were like, yeah, this is not working right. So back in March, they did a test and decided in May to just go ahead and make the change. So it's mobile only. So this is iOS and Android. So what is the change? So when you're uploading a photo into your tweets, it's going to show more of the entire tweet. It's not perfect. It's not always exact. But if you're posting a vertical video, when people are in the, in the feed and looking at these photo tweets, they're going to really see what the photo is. Yeah. So, or if you take a prop. picture vertically, right, it will try to show more of what's in the picture instead of exactly. just- kind yeah. of little slice of it. So that, that's gotta be good for marketers who want to make sure that the system does not accidentally crop out something important, right? I, I think it's great for marketers. I'm super excited about this as a marketer yeah. because yet there's so many times where you post some kind of image and it just doesn't translate. You're looking and you go, yeah. how did Twitter's algorithm crop it, end up cropping it this way? It makes yeah. no sense. So yeah, it's, it's good news. Okay. And then fleets, some changes are coming with fleets. Tell us a little bit more about this. Yes. So what they're working on, I, I haven't seen this yet, but they're working on this new fleets feature because right now with fleets is the mobile app at the very top, you see the little circle with uh, profile picture circles with the blue around it. And that's how you know it's fleets. And if you see the purple around it, that's a live room and spaces. And they're trying to come up with other ways to find and discover, you know, it's discoverability. That's the issue, Mike, that's been going on with both fleets and spaces. It's hard to discover these. And so what they're working on is that when you're scrolling through your newsfeed, 
you'll start noticing that when you see somebody's tweets, if their profile picture has the blue circle around it, you can tap on that and it's going to open up their fleets. So you no longer will have to rely only on being at the top of the home feed. Oh, got it. Does that mean it's going to like stick to the top as you scroll down, kind of like those menus do on websites? I don't do think? think so. Initially, I th- it's what it kind of sounded like. But when I really was diving in and reading what they're putting out there, it sounds more like it's just a way to discover more of this content oh, as you're scrolling. Got it. Which so, is still good. Yeah, Instagram another, does that too sometimes, I think. Like, I, like I've seen that, like I'm scrolling yeah. and all of a sudden I see the stories thing come up again or something like that. Right. And I have seen, I, I, I mean, I don't know how I saw this, but one time I did, as I was scrolling, saw someone with the purple glow around their profile picture. I was like, oh, I bet they're hosting a live room. And sure enough, I tapped while I'm scrolling and it took me right to their room and spaces. Madeline, if people want to follow you on Twitter uh, and discover more about the stuff you've got going on, where do you want to send them? Come over to at Madeline Sklar and send me a tweet, send me a DM. Would love to chat with you. And uh, I have so much information on my website, MadelineSklar.com as well. I have lots of Twitter tips articles. And folks, uh, don't forget to check out the Social Media Marketing Society. We have a special offer. You can get seven days for only a dollar. Go to socialmediasociety.info to check that out. And if you want to add another podcast to your listening lineup, uh, subscribe to the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Madeline, really appreciate you coming on again. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Mike. All right, everybody. Until next time, may you be wise with your marketing decisions. Everybody have a great day. Bye-bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.